Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Star Wars Lunch Special, the only Star Wars podcast designed to be listened to during your lunch break. Of course, we welcome you to listen anytime, whether during a meal, first thing in the morning, or as a way to drift off to sleep at night. Whenever you can fit us in, we appreciate feeding you with news, rants, loud opinions, and laughs of Star Wars. To customize ourselves for lunch break, we will always try to stick to a 30-minute show. I'm your host, Chad Campbell, and today's lunch special is The Mandalorian. Is it really good? With a side of Episode 9 hype. Alright, let's get started. So, obviously my main topic today is going to be a little controversial, which is that I'm finally asking the question that I've, I've heard a lot of people be talking about, but not necessarily directly addressing, which is, at this point, five episodes in, and, and let me be clear, I'm recording this on Thursday, episode six drops tomorrow, and maybe it'll switch everything around. I'm really hoping it will. But so far, after five episodes, I have to be honest and say that The Mandalorian is really a mixed bag. And I don't mean that... Don't take it that I don't like it. I think the problem is that I like it so much that at this point, I'm starting to get a little irritated, a little bummed out by uh, some of the things that have happened. So I did a whole episode on the first episode, right? I loved that. Fresh out of the gate... Dave Filoni directs, John Favreau writes, it was pretty much perfect. I don't know if uh, there's been a better premiere in a long time for me. Like, that got me right away, and I was skeptical going into this, but it completely won me over, and I was like, this is the show. This is incredible. Uh, episode 2 I talked about on my last episode, um, when I was playing Jedi Fallen Order with Jeff, um, and I said, you know what, honestly, that's... Uh, it was good, but it reminded me of... Okay, I played Dungeons & Dragons. I've talked about that before. And it totally reminded me of a uh, Dungeons & Dragons campaign where in the first episode you go and you do your mission, you just know your characters, and then your main plot starts, which in this case would be Baby Yoda, right? That's the main plot. And then after that little uh, main plot introduction, now you have to do something with that, with this main item, with this thing you're protecting, with these people that you're aware of, whatever it is, um, that that's what you do, okay? That's how a, usually a quest works. Um, and then, episode two was a side quest. And yeah, that's totally what happens, all right, in, in D&D. You have side quests, you can get more items, you can level up, you can get new uh, things, whatever you might need um, to grow your character that's what you do. And that's what episode two was to me. It didn't actually affect the main plot at all. Um, and the only thing it did, which was great, it, it, it was a great Baby Yoda episode. If you are watching the show just for Baby Yoda, then watch episode two because that's the one, man. Like, he's on the top cuteness. Uh, he also shows off some of his, the ability to use the force. Um, and I thought, okay, cool, cool. This is going to come into play. And it has not. So far, uh, we just saw an episode two, and then Baby Yoda actually has kind of taken a back seat the rest of the time, which I guess is fine. Um, so we had Baby Yoda as the big thing in episode two, but episode two for me is completely skippable. Nothing happens in that episode of consequence. Like, you don't need to know that Baby Yoda can do that. 
it will be probably just as surprising when it happens four episodes later, you know? Um, but it is a good, like, bonding episode between them, but the Mandalorian's character doesn't really grow. Nothing really happens. It's a side quest, but it's a fine side quest. I was okay with that. After this side quest, we then go on and we have uh, episode three. Now, episode three actually was great, and I would probably tie it with the first one. Um, overall, it had some weaker moments, but it also had some better moments. So that's why it gets to even out. It's an even playing field for me with one and three. Three, uh, I'm, by the way, episode three, I'm so glad that that's the person who will now be directing the episodes um, of the Obi-Wan Kenobi one-off. I'm, I'm really excited for that show. And I am. I wish it was movies. I'll still make that clear. I wish that they had stuck it as movies and gave it that huge budget. But I still think it'll be really good. And I'm excited uh, that she's going to be directing it. Because she did a great job with episode 3. And then episode 3 ended. And we weren't really sure what was going to happen next. Right? He's, he's on the run with Baby Yoda. And that's kind of where we've been. We know that he's going to be pursued. We know that they want Baby Yoda back. Um, but there was the, uh, so Werner Herzog, I don't know his character's name, um, the older guy, I'll say, uh, Werner Herzog that wanted Baby Yoda and would take him dead or alive. He seemed to me like kind of a shady dude, obviously, you know, he's not a good guy. However, the guy that was with him in the white jacket, the like scientist figure, I think he's a good guy and we haven't seen anything to make me feel contrary other than like he's working with this guy but he probably wants to, he's the one that insisted baby Yoda be alive he was the one that was keeping him safe didn't want to do anything bad to him so i'm trusting that he's a good person and baby Yoda is going to uh be in good hands with him um and he also didn't put up a fight when the Mandalorian came to get baby Yoda he put up a fight to try and save baby Yoda because he thought the Mandalorian would kill it so that's good. So episode three for me, yes, that was super solid. We had the, almost this little trilogy here, and now we're moving on, and we're going to see the hunt begin. We're going to see what story happens. Then we have episode four. Now episode four got a ton of hate for whatever reason directed at Bryce Dallas Howard. And honestly, as far as direction goes, I didn't think it was that bad of an episode. I mean, especially when you consider it's really like... As far as I know, one of her first times directing something, especially something this big, um, I thought she did a fine job. Has one of the coolest shots of the ATST um, with the red eyes rising and all that. My biggest problem with that episode was the script, which was written by John Favreau. And now I know that John Favreau now, for some people, have has become like the new Dave Filoni. You know, like. Everything he, he touches is great. We love him. He's That's my Star Wars. That's the Star Wars I want. Okay, cool. But if you, it's not a good script. It's not a good script. And John Favreau has a mixed bag anyway. For example, he just directed The Lion King over the summer, which means that he just copy and pasted The Lion King from 1994 into a computer. And I don't necessarily consider that like, good job, great directing work you did there. You know... The voice performances are one thing he could have directed, and they were fine, but they weren't as good as The Lion King in 94, so you can't say it was a great job. Um, Jungle Book, that was a great film. Uh, Iron Man 2, that was not great. 
Iron Man 1, that was great. So Jon Favreau's track record, as far as I'm concerned, is already a little hit and miss. Sometimes he's great, he knocks it out of the park, sometimes he's he's just alright. Like, it's not, I'm not saying that it's bad, but again, I wouldn't say Episode 4 was bad, I'd just say it was, we've seen this before, we've seen the same situation, same scenario done a lot. Even within Star Wars, there's Clone Wars episodes that are very similar to that. So I was disappointed in the script. Um, not so much the direction. I thought it turned out okay, and I thought the actors all did a great job. And it was a fun episode. You know, it wasn't even that fun. I'm lying. Um, it was an okay episode. It kind of pushed... What I did like about that episode is that it kind of pushed Baby Yoda aside, because I was getting a little too Baby Yoda'd at this point. Like, every time you go online, it was just constant gifs between this woman yelling at a cat and Baby Yoda. Like, that was it. And then even combo crossover gifs, and it just drove me nuts. I like Baby Yoda. It's really cute. But I want to know what's this purpose of Baby Yoda and what's Baby Yoda's story more than just have it be there as this side little thing that it seems to be. So, anyway, episode 4 didn't answer that, but it did let us talk more and learn more about Mando himself. Like, we got to hear that, oh, you know what? Uh, maybe he would leave this behind if he had the right, the ability to. Maybe he would fall in love if he was given that chance, if he let himself. And uh, I did like that. Was it perfect? No. But it finally gave us a little more insight into him and into his character. And that, to me, was necessary. And I really enjoyed that. The other thing, now that I'm going to uh, complain about in that episode, is that the dialogue was just not great none of the situations seemed completely natural i thought the actors did a fine job with it um but it wasn't it just anyway the script is my biggest issue with that episode not the direction visually i thought it was fine i thought the land they're in was kind of cool i liked the uh new i forget her name already but the character that he met that was already um a bounty hunter or whatever that was residing hiding out on that planet i liked that and i did like that they showed that time had passed he'd been there for like four or five weeks right and now uh he's assuming baby yoda's safe here and after five weeks of being hunted being in the middle of nowhere just like she was i mean she'd been there for a while too and no one had gone after her so you assume he's probably safe here um and is the bounty on on baby yoda still or on the mando or is it on both i don't know that's another good question um assumedly they'd want both Anyway, they're found, and so they have to leave again. And I guess I was a little annoyed that the girl uh, bounty hunter character did not come with them because it seemed like that was going to happen. It seemed like that was a part of this uh, canon. But again, IG-11 seemed like he was going to be part of it too because we saw a lot of these guys used in the promo ads. And it hasn't happened yet. Uh, oh, well, no big deal. Um... I do hope that something happens with that, though. Like, come on, let's do something. So, we have that, right? Um, episode 3. It was fine. Uh, kind of a one-off. Again, not really necessary to the plot. Um, I did, however, think that it was good for character building. So, yeah, in that case, it's more necessary than the following episode, episode 5. Episode 5, that's Dave Filoni directing again. This time it's different. It's written by a script from Dave Filoni. 
let me say this. Um, and again, I haven't watched like a ton of the animated series. Everyone loves Clone Wars. A lot of people like Rebels. Less people like uh, whatever the new one out is, like Heroes in the Sky, Pilots. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, there's another one out. Dave Filoni's behind all those, right? Um, but we really just, he really gets held up for Clone Wars, and that's kind of it. And this episode played like a cartoon Star Wars episode. Like, it was written, if this was a cartoon show for kids, I thought this would have been a great episode. As it was, that's not the case. And we had a lot of callbacks in this episode for some reason. Um, we had the really cool, like, Stormtrooper gallows thing where all their helmets were there on spikes. I really kind of wanted more insight into that. Like, what was that? Who who started that? Who ran that? I thought there was going to be more of an episode revolving around it. It's fine that there wasn't. It just would have been cool to know the backstory there. And I'm sure within a year we'll have an entire book about the backstory that some fan masturbates to. You know, that that's their shit. Whatever gets them off. Um, but that's not my thing so much. Um, I would have loved to see it happen in the show. And all that aside, I'll just say that the characters and performances and dialogue in this was very hammy, very cartoon. Like this character who's basically Han Solo, but not as nice, like without a heart, who's sitting in Han Solo's spot, in Han Solo's bar. Like, it was fine. His character was okay, but you could see everything coming. Every line was delivered in a slightly over-the-top cartoony way. Um, again, if you imagine it as a cartoon, even if you close your eyes and think of it as a cartoon, the performance sounds right, like, for what that is. And then we had um, comedy actress, I forget her name, my wife knew her. Um, she's the secretary in Elf. Anyway, in this one, she was working at the, like, uh, auto repair shop or whatever the equivalent is for the ships. Um, and we got to see some of those little droids from the prequels, the ones that, uh, are they just episode? I don't think they're just episode one, but they are used a lot in that um, with the pod racing and all that. We got to see them, and we got to again see his fear of, of droids, and he doesn't like droids. And by this point, I'm asking the question... Why don't you like droids, and are we ever going to get more of that? Like, I guess maybe it's just my thing with this show. Let, let me just boil it down to this. Is this show a Game of Thrones, or is this show a CSI? CSI has plots. It has threads. It has character relationships. It has overarching villains at times. It has things like that that happen, right? And so you watch the show and you care about these characters and slowly but surely you're waiting for them to like hook up or you're waiting for them to catch the bad guy or that kind of thing. Uh, lots of shows are that way. Game of Thrones, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, those were episode by episode. Those were like big movies. That uh, Stranger Things, same way. Uh, they're like movies that someone has split into episodes and there's no, there are sometimes, I guess you could say standalone episodes, but not very much. And even then, it's really developing one particular character that's a 
big like we need that development that's a big thing um or it's a episode set in the past that's explaining something or, or will play in importance later so i we all say game of thrones because that's what we're used to but sopranos is for me the one that started that so i say like that kind of show and i don't know what the mandalorian is at this point which of these shows is it because the last two episodes and episode two would make me think that it's a very standalone show like it's kind of going to be about the adventures of Mando and Baby Yoda on the run. And slowly but surely over the course of three seasons, we'll see Yoda start to use those powers. And grow up a little and become something cool. And slowly but surely over the course of three seasons, we'll see the Mando you know, give up his thing or get new weapons or upgrade and all that kind of stuff. But it's going to be more of an episode by episode adventure show. And that's, that's not really what I want. That's what I worry. And that's and to be fair, that's kind of what Clone Wars was. I mean, Clone Wars has definitely some episodes where stories happen and things take place. But a lot of times you could just turn on a random episode and watch it, you know. And maybe there's a thing at the hint at the beginning, hint at the end of the bigger picture. But still for the most, and characters definitely grow as the show goes. But that happens on a lot of standard drama shows that that's kind of typical you know got characters leave characters come all that kind of stuff on a serial tv show i call them i'll call them serial s-e-r-i-a-l not c-e-r-e-a-l um it's an episode by episode event it each one is pushing this plot and characters forward and the past two episodes really haven't pushed any plot forward um the past episode Really, the Dave Filoni one didn't push anything forward. Like, nothing happened in that episode. You could, again, just kind of like episode 2, episode 2 at least gave us insight into Baby Yoda. Episode 5, you could completely skip and be fine. Um, and you could argue that you could do the same with 4. My big thing with 4 is that I, we, I, I, we, I don't know what I was saying. I wonder if we are going to see uh, some of these characters come back into play. Um that were set up in that one and i hope we do because i did like his relationship with that uh girl character that he almost was in love with um and then the uh female bounty hunter that was hiding out there i liked that too so i hope we see those guys come back into play i don't think we're gonna see anyone from this last episode and if we do like it, it, it's not important like he's not only gonna go to her to have his ships repaired now you know um and we didn't get any growth on Baby Yoda. He was kind of pushed to the side again. We had this new one-off Han Solo wannabe character that wasn't very great. Um, reminded me more of Solo than Han Solo. Like, So the difference for that is Solo, the movie, Young Solo. And then Han Solo, I always refer to as the old one. Or older one. And uh, I just worry this show is going to become like that. Where it's just an episode by episode event. Like, you know, here's the plot of this one. It's kind of wrapped up. Oh, look, a two-second preview at the end. There's someone coming. Oh, next episode. Yeah, we have a villain. And he's done. And, oh, there's someone coming. You know, that's, that's all fine. But that's not really what I'm after. I'd like more of a serial-style adventure where each episode matters and each episode pushes a plot forward. 
And it's I'm not saying that the show isn't pushing plots forward, but I am not used to. I have been spoiled with being able to binge things now. And uh, even then, okay, the show 24. Actually, yeah. I'm trying to think of what came first, 24. Sopranos. I'm pretty sure that was Sopranos, 99. Anyway, um, 24 was a episode-by-episode show. And even then, if there were two episodes in a row that didn't add anything to the plot, you knew right away, like, this is going to be a pretty bad season. Like, nothing has happened so far. We're, we're not moving anything forward. We're in the same place. Um, and Mandalorian right now, two things in a row that really have added nothing. And I would like... I'm really hoping that tomorrow my mind gets blown. Okay, we saw this character at the end that everyone online said was Boba Fett. We have this, this thing. This happens on the other Star Wars podcast I've done, Talking Sith Pod where we see something that looks familiar and so we say that it's a character we know and it has to be and that really bothers me because um for example we broke down the episode 9 trailer and Leia is running on a jungle planet and they're naming every jungle planet in Star Wars like that's it that's the one it's got to be that i mean d- sure First off, it doesn't really matter, but second off, couldn't it, couldn't it be somewhere else completely different, you know? Anyway, I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, the Boba Fett thing. So we see we see someone with a cape and a little bit of a jingle, and we're like, hey, you know who that is? That's Boba Fett for sure, like without a doubt. And I don't, I don't even remember Boba Fett necessarily. Did he wear a cape all the time, like in episode six and all that? Did he? I don't think he wore a cape. Maybe he just decided now he's going to. And then also, if, if Boba Fett, like, he's still on that that same planet, isn't he? Like, isn't that a little weird? Um, that he just never left? Oh, you know, he kind of has this, like, kind of a cape. Like a side drape thing. Sorry, I'm looking up pictures. I guess we could call that a cape. Um, it's really beat up. Of course, he would probably have a new one at this point. But So even if he lived, it seems like he didn't really leave you know he's still just hanging out there uh after five years which i guess would be fine um it would make sense a little but i don't think and i really hope that that's not boba fett i think that's gonna be the uh breaking bad guy um what is his name on this i swear that we have heard his name um anyway but he is in, uh, so, I, what? yeah, so Gus, uh, um, from Breaking Bad, but I don't know his name in the Mandalorian yet or anything. Um, I was trying to look it up. I thought we'd heard it. Maybe not. Anyway, I, oh, wait, Moff Gideon, a formidable interstellar, wait, is that from this interstellar administrator who keeps his true motivations close to the vest? Okay. And they say, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? We don't know yet. Certainly, he piqued my interest. So that sounds like a character that will probably be in more than one episode. But of course, we would have said that about all the other characters that we'd been introduced to at this point. So who really knows? Um, All that to say, I think that that would make more sense in my perspective. That it's going to be um, not Boba Fett. 
and I really hope that it's not Boba Fett. I don't need Boba Fett to come back into this. We don't need to know that he's alive and, and have him interact. I know people love Boba Fett. He's really cool, you know, all that kind of stuff. But if he's dead, he, he's dead. It doesn't really affect things. It's not needed. It's not completely, it's not wholly unnecessary either. Like, I'll accept it. I'll just think it's kind of a cop-out. It's To me, it's fan service at that point. Oh, in the last episode, episode 5, probably had the most fan service we've had so far. I didn't think it was bad. It was just definitely the most obviously in-universe callback episode that we've seen. Uh, again, that's not really a bad thing. That's just, to me, not as cool as it could have been. So yeah, guys, that's been my... Uh, my fears with the Mandalorian. And I think this next episode, like I said, is really going to determine a lot for me. And that comes out tomorrow. So, again, I could watch it and say, you know what? Screw me. I was wrong. I was completely wrong. This show's amazing. Best show out there. Um, but it almost has to go back to where it did in the first place and kind of win me over again. I mean, not like I'm not going to keep watching every single episode, listening to every episode's soundtrack, watching them multiple times. I've watched every episode two or three at least twice at minimum um so you know I, i'm definitely still a fan of this show and i'm glad we have a star wars show being made like that don't get me wrong i just think that i worry it's just gonna be like a fun episode by episode a lot of one-offs in a show that i don't think would be great for just one-offs i want to see more happen here i want to see more come out of this and I also don't want this show to be one that goes on forever. I'd love to see three, four, maybe five seasons, and that's that's kind of it. You know, we don't keep this going on nine seasons long. Um, but, of course, you can do that if it's a one-off thing each time and there's no real plot happening. Um, but I just don't want it to get – I don't want to get bored of it. I, I need a plot to keep me motivated and to keep me going. And, uh, again, if it was an animated show, I'd probably accept it more with one-off episodes because that's what happens. But we've seen, I mean, some of the best animated shows, two of them right off the bat. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, yes, it had a lot of one-off episodes, but it was still working towards a defined goal, which this does not have yet. That, that's a big thing. This does not have any defined goals. There's nothing clearly there yet. Um, he has Baby Yoda, and he's on the run where's he going to what's he planning to do with baby yoda does he have a plan i need something something more why does he still care about baby yoda he almost just left him off at this random planet you know i mean he wants to get it to somewhere safe but is that even possible if he's still being hunted and even if he kills the people hunting him i mean what what's gonna happen then like is he gonna find a way to get it called off can he can he do that is that a thing can we find that out Oh, guys, a lot of questions, but it's all good. Again, I'm, I'm not going to try and complain about this because I do really enjoy this show. Um, I just want more clear goals. Anyway, Avatar The Last Airbender, cartoon show that was able to do it really well um, and still have some one-offs, but mostly be pushing a plot forward. Cowboy Bebop is a perfect show, in my opinion. 26 episodes, every single thing is moving something forward, even if you don't realize it until the very end. Um, and Gravity Falls, another one. They had some one-offs, sure, but 
everything's moving something forward. And maybe the Mandalorian has been slowly moving something forward, but I have yet to see what that something is, and I'd like to. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hard, I'm being too picky. Uh, whatever. I, this is just my little rant on the Mandalorian. Anyway, uh, as I'm talking now, there are eight more days to episode nine. And uh, to say I am excited would be, I guess, an understatement, almost an overstatement. I am not as hyped for this one as I have been for some of the others. And I think that's just because I hated uh, all the fighting after episode eight. And I liked episode eight, so, you know, screw you if you didn't. But I just think that... Uh, Episode 9 has a lot of weight on its shoulders, and I'm not sure how it's going to pull it all off. But I really want it to, and I'm going to come in optimistic, because I I liked Episode 8 again, um, but I loved Episode 7 too, and I really want to see... I'm watching all of them in a row right now, you know, 1 through 9, and by the time we get to 9, I want a conclusion, and I want to know for sure that, you know, this is it. But you still leave the world open, but... There's a lot of pressure on it, and I don't exactly know what they're going to do. But I'm excited either way for Rise of Skywalker. Guys, wasn't this just one of the best meals that you've ever had? If you liked what we digested here today and want to keep up with our lunch specials, be sure to look for us on Facebook and Instagram under Star Wars Lunch Special. I never update the Instagram. As well as right here on your local podcast source. If you have any questions or topics you'd love to hear me discuss, email me at StarWarsLunchSpecial at gmail.com and leave a review on iTunes and other platforms. This is an independent podcast run by a manic fan and not associated with Disney, Lucasfilm, or really anything professional. As always, guys, may the force be with you and keep circulating the tapes.